0: Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family.
1: I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode.
0: So hello, in this episode, we're going to be talking about parenting teens We're going to be exploring quite a lot of the things that I'm experiencing with my own 15 year old teens at the moment, so I've got 15 year old teenage twins if you didn't know already, so I think We're just going to be chatting a little bit through some of the things that I'm experiencing. I'm just going to take it as a personal therapy session. Is that okay, Claire?
1: Right. This could be fun. (laughs) I don't know if I'm prepared.
0: No, I don't think you are.
1: No. Okay. So, for those of you that have listened to our podcast before, normally I do a challenge Bex, so I normally give her a scenario and see how much she knows. However, today... I think the whole thing is a challenge Bex because every scenario is probably going to come from her because she is living this right now along with her friends who also have children the same age so we're not going to do a challenge Bex because I think at the moment if I gave her any scenario
0: every day is a challenge Claire
1: excellent yeah That's not how we need to look at it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully by the end of this, you will not see parenting teens as a challenge. No. But we're going to turn it around. Okay. Okay. So, let's just get started.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: So, teens. I think I always hear people say, oh, wait till they're a teenager. And I hear people say that to so many parents whether they're, they're parenting a toddler at the time whether they're par- it's always that thing of oh wait till they're a teenager do you know it's
0: funny that's exactly what happened with us and obviously we had twins and so we did find it really challenging when they were babies and i remember somebody saying to me you don't have you have no idea what it's like you know parenting toddlers is a piece of cake compared to parenting teens and I have to say I don't agree with that I don't find it as challenging I think maybe because I was having to do the nappy changes and the washing and the, the, quite a bit of sleepless nights alongside it one thing with teenagers is they sleep and that, <laughs> there you go oh, that there's the first positive <laughs> they definitely sleep and so you know you have that that's not you know well, that's not an issue. on the whole they do Some
1: some teens don't, No. but that's another, we'll come on to that.
0: Okay, yeah, mine do, which actually I feel is a bit of a repayment because they absolutely didn't when they were little. (laughs) So, you know, you kind of balance that out. But I do think that there certainly are lots of challenges when you've got teenagers, not least because I think I've said to you before that when they're little and when they're, you know, even up to kind of like 12 that tween stage, you're managing their life for them because Mm -hmm. so for example, if you go for a play date or you go and meet somebody, they're not making those arrangements. You're making the arrangements with the parents and they don't really have any kind of angst about it. It Doesn't matter if that you know if that parent's late, really that's your problem, not theirs. And that's one thing I've found quite even quite recently, you know, they're 15 now and they're starting to become much more independent. And we have found that they really are finding that quite challenging with their friends. And, you know, other parents have said the same to me, that actually, you know, if someone's late, let's say, for them, they're like, well, they're not here. And you're like, well, what time did you say for them to come? And they're saying, well, I think we said da-da-da-da-da. Or, you know, and then you're saying, well, why are they late? Well, because, I don't know. You know, and there's all this kind of stuff going on. And I think that... I find that quite difficult because you're a bit like I'm not in control of this, and I I want to be able to go. It's okay because I've spoken to their parents and they're bringing them right now, and that isn't it. And that that for them I think is quite hard, but it's also hard for you because you can't step in and sort it out for them.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think that's the the key part. How much do you step in,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how much do you have to let? They're, they're massive life lessons. And, you know, I think we even had this conversation a few days ago when we were younger, we didn't even have phones to be able to get hold of our friends. So if our friends were late, they were late
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and we weren't able to kind of message them and find out where they were or message parents and find out, you know, and say what was going on, all those sorts of things. And yet it's still something that we've learned. Uh And, you know, we've all learned that some of our friends are great timekeepers, and some aren't. Even now, yeah. But I think it is also a big thing of parenting teens, is you're starting to have to step back. Like you just said, probably up until about the age of 12, you were, in a way, managing everything. Definitely. And so you had control. And suddenly you're starting to release that control, but to, to children who are still only, you know... 13, 14, 15 years old. So, mm-hmm. still not, you know, and not massively necessarily worldly wise. No. And they're figuring everything out. And so, you still kind of want to manage, but they're not in that place. I so... am
0: itching to manage it.
1: I know. And <laughs> that's
0: the really hard thing because it's all stuff. I mean, you know, everyone knows that teenage girls, particularly, And I just want to say up front, you know, I don't want to be I don't want to talk about my children as individuals necessarily, because I don't really think that's fair. But I think, you know, I'm taking into account things that my friends say to them and my sister's got teenagers, you know, all of those things, influences sort of coming into what I'm saying. But, you know, for example, girls don't have often the best of stable relationships, Mm -hmm. you know, and stuff happens. And everybody that I speak to says. They just want to go and say, can you just be a bit nicer? Or can we just sort this out? You know, you want to be the one that says it and you know that you can't.
1: Yep. And I've got, you know, friends of mine, even, you know, my cousin and everything, they're all going through having, you know, having teens. And, you know, some of my goddaughters are currently in the teen stage. And the conversations we're having right now is all probably related around friendships and trying to find their place and it is exactly that you know most of the time I'm sat with my friends and you know and I'm trying to go they've got to work it out you can be there and you can support but you can't manage it because if you step in and deal with it with you know it then makes those relationships a little bit more tricky again Mm -hmm. and so I think one of the really good ways of looking at it is and you've used the term already a manager versus
2: a consultant
1: okay okay so up until kind of that pre-teen stage you are pretty much your child's manager as such so you're doing all those intricate bits you're you know you're organizing where they go you organize the timings you do all those things like a manager does literally just managing everything but as you become a parent to kind of a teen you want to kind of see yourself as more of a consultant
2: Uh
1: and it's that role of going in and not telling them what to do or not telling them how to do it because a consultant wouldn't do that they'd go in kind of assess the situation sit back and then they're a sounding board mm-hmm. there's someone who's there if that person or that company or whatever decides to engage them in that area
2: mm-hmm.
1: of issue at the time and if you look at it like that with your child if they come and say actually i had a really tricky day at school today This happened, you know, this person wasn't very nice. Our natural instinct is to protect. And so our natural instinct is to go, what you need to do next time is That is what I
0: do sometimes.
1: Yeah, but it's a natural instinct. Mm. But what you're doing is kind of, it's pulling that back slightly and just going, God, that would probably be really tricky. Like, you know, that must have been really hard to handle. So what are you going to what do you think you're going to do? How you, you know, have you thought about what you might want to say to them? Or, and so what you're doing is not saying, what you need to do is X, Y, Z, because very likely, they may listen to you, the likelihood of them doing it, probably mm. quite limited. Mm-hmm. However, if you kind of problem solve with them, mm-hmm. they're more likely to go, yeah, I could maybe try that. And it might be that they don't do it exactly like that. But it's not that they're being told. The minute we're told something or told to do something is the minute we pull back. Mm-hmm. And so it's just looking at our approach and sort of, you know, it's having a chat. How would you respond to a friend who was having difficulties with another friend?
0: And do you think that that's, you can do that? Do you think you can actually go? Do you think that they've got the maturity to respond to, to not respond but to take that on in the way that it's intended like you say if you so for example if you said to me i've got a real issue with one of my friends i don't know what to do because they've done x y and z i would probably i don't know you see i probably would offer you advice mm-hmm. but i don't know that yeah but i wouldn't offer you advices and what you need to do is this i suppose that's the difference isn't it yeah, yeah.
1: and you might ask a few questions so what you know you might say. Well, what triggered that off?
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. Is
1: there something going on with them?
0: Yeah, I know. That's that's a big thing, isn't it? Because actually that's what I forget. I do forget that sometimes. And I know I know that there are people who, you know, people have got issues, haven't they? Yeah. They've got backgrounds. Things are happening that you don't know about that could be affecting the way they're behaving. And you. Yeah. Ca- it's hard when you say you go into that protective mode and all of a sudden that completely, you shut that down. You forget mm-hmm. that that could be a potential
1: thing but it's also if you can do that kind of approach with a teen what you're then doing is giving them the skills when they get older mm-hmm. to go you know what maybe there's something going on here
2: mm-hmm.
1: maybe and you'll kind of get those skills you're giving them it's the same when we talk about toddlers and everything else we kind of you know always acknowledge the emotion
2: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah that would have been really tough and I, I would imagine that you know was really annoying or that was really upsetting. And then you go into, actually, so what are you going to do? How are you going to make it better? You know, those sorts of things. So actually, the approach is no different. You're just talking in a much more mature way with them. Mm -hmm. And they love to feel like they're quite grown up.
0: They do love that, yeah. And
1: that they're talked to and they're not told that, you know... I think, again, sometimes they can come home and they've, you know had a, a falling out or whatever and we can go well that's that's ridiculous why have, you know why have they fallen out with that? that that's just that's just silly why have they done that or why have you said that the minute someone says that to them it shuts it down uh. because it demeans it and actually it's as important to them you know again if you've listened to a previous podcast but you know the toddler who has a complete meltdown because you've given them the blue plate not the pink plate for a teenager actually, if they've decided to share that there was something that's happening and you've gone, well, that's ridiculous. You know, (laughs) that it doesn't matter. Just get over it. It's fine. You know, whether it's online, whether it's, you know, at school, whether it's with a sibling and just going, you're just being... What you instantly do is go, well, what you're feeling is not... Not valid. Whereas, actually, sometimes I have conversations with people and I'm like this, and they're adults, and I'm going... Oh, I just want to say, really, this isn't. But I know ne- I won't because i no. are an adult, and I go, "Oh yeah, that sounds really."
0: Is that what you do with me all the time? Hold
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, you know. But it's it is that, and yeah. I think for a teen, they really value it. And I've had some really interesting conversations in the last couple of months because. You know, I do tend to like take out my godchildren and mm-hmm. have those chats and we go for dinner and things like that. It's an eye opener.
2: Yeah.
1: And teen being a teenager now, wow. Yeah.
2: It's I hard. don't think
1: I'd want to go back. No. And experience teenage years now. No. They have a huge amount to cope with. And actually I've had to kind of even sitting and listening to some of it i'm like don't react don't show you know and even if they're using terminology that i haven't even got a clue
0: that's hard as well yeah yeah because you're like
1: what what are we talking and i might just go so what's that again or yeah that sounds that sounds really tricky you know i just you have to let them feel that they can say anything and everything and i think that's a really part. and you've always done that
0: yeah yeah and i think that that, that and you know if you're a a a young a parent with younger children i would definitely encourage that kind of no no judgment yep. always being honest with your children whatever it is really hard sometimes but being honest with them means that they'll always open up to you and mm-hmm. never dismissing them and i you know i haven't done very many things right in my parenting but i think i have <laughs> <right. laughs> no but i think that i think yeah. i have and i think that that has like you say made it easier as yeah. a as a teenager and I think sometimes the way they react to me as opposed to reacting with Rich, because he hasn't had that necessarily, that relationship with them. Sometimes he says stuff and they turn <laughs> around and look at me and go, what is he on about? <laughs> 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 and we both go, oh, yeah, I don't know. just don't worry. Don't listen to Daddy. But anyway, you know, that's the kind of thing. But yeah. I also think that you've got, when they start to become teenagers, so relationships aside, just being at home, mm-hmm. it almost feels... Well, I'm a bit like this, being the age that I am, that I forget everything. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they've got like, not a baby brain, but do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they've got a brain where I'll say to one of them, can you go upstairs, get your shoes, come down, load the dishwasher, get ready for school, da, 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 da. It's a lot of instruction. It is, yeah. But really, you know, they're young. They should, I probably would forget it, but they should be able to, I think. So they go upstairs and they come down and go, have you got your shoes? Did so that what I said? See we've gotten really Have you got your shoes? They come down and they go, What? Do you say I've got my shoes? You're like, Yeah. And then I what do you remember what else said? no? Honestly, it's weird. It's like mm-hmm. it's like talking to a really old person who can't remember stuff. <laughs> or a toddler.
1: Or or a toddler, yeah. So basically, a lot goes on in brain development with the teenage years and so basically what happens is the lead-up to being a teenager they've got they're taking in everything the brain has to make as many connections and learn as much as it can and if you think all those things they learn whether it's good bad you know indifferently there's so much going on but they get to a teenage stage and what actually happens is the brain kind of goes do you know what there's a lot of stuff here that we don't even use it's just not needed And what we need to do is hone that in and really develop those skills. And so basically, you know, a basic way of looking at it is brain prunes back all those things that just aren't used or aren't needed, but then practices all the stuff that is really needed. And so it sort of takes them back to their toddler stage and it takes them back into that kind of emotional element. So... Basically, their whole body, when they're a teenager, is having a bit of a tug of war between a logical brain and an emotional brain. Mm -hmm. And they have a bit more logic. You know, they would have Mm -hmm. developed more logic. But actually, their body is really fighting against each other of, do I use my logical brain or do I use my emotional brain? Very often, the emotional brain is going to win out Mm. just because it's pruning back and then it's developing out. And that then comes back to my point about being that consultant Mm -hmm. and running them through those strategies. Because what you want to do is when they start to strengthen the connections they have, if they've got those skills to be able to problem-solve, be resilient, all this, you're basically, every time you talk to them in an adult manner or an appropriate teenage manner, and you start to get them to think, get them to problem-solve, what you're doing is just strengthening that connection so that when they're an adult... It's a really strong connection that sits there and they kind of go, do you know what? So okay. in
0: some ways, are you kind of getting another shot at making sure they're a really well-rounded human? Yeah. <laughs> no, because sometimes I think when they were toddlers, I don't think that that was, there wasn't that much patience there. I didn't really speak to them like they were. <laughs> you know, there wasn't that much time, but maybe that's it. Maybe there's another shot at making sure that them. I
1: think, you know, that, that's... There's always the opportunities... Yeah. to repair anything like you know and it's not that you did it wrong that's no. the whole thing It's i think we we'll always go back and it's like oh we should have done it like this and we should have done it like that ultimately hindsight's a wonderful thing mm-hmm. and in that moment you know every even some days you can go oh my goodness i did not handle and it will be the same as a teenager it'll be the same you know we always have days where we go we could have handled that better mm-hmm. or whatever but actually this teenage stage is giving you an opportunity to kind of go, okay, I need to see them for who they are now. They've developed those personalities. They kind of know who they are a little bit more, but they're still working it out and I'm there to help them work it out. And there will be times where you really have to bite your lip and bite your tongue, whatever, you know, and say, oh, I really just don't think this is a good idea because teenagers are massive risk takers again same as our toddlers yeah. but if they don't take risks they don't move out of their comfort zone
0: i don't like that bit of it
1: i know that's yeah.
0: really hard because you feel like you almost feel like you're allowing them to go into the mouth mm-hmm. of the lion type thing you're giving you're giving them opportunity to experience danger mm-hmm. and that.
1: but you are also if you are building that other relationship they're going to tell you what they're thinking of doing. Yeah. They're going to yeah. tell you that. And that's when you go, it's not, no, you're not going to do that because actually that's just ridiculous idea or whatever you go. Hmm. So have you thought about, you know, whether it's, oh, we're going to go here and it's going to take us three hours to get there on a bus. And we have to, and it's like, have you, you know, have you thought about your timings, you know, or what time do you need to get there? How long will it take rather than, you can't take the bus because you're not going to get there on time, and then you're going to be late, and da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. And they just go. Pfft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The the shutters come down. It's you know. And You've got so- to allow
0: them to kind of have the information that might because sometimes I say things to them like so they say, we're going to get the bus at I don't know whatever seven o'clock back, and then I say something like, it might be getting a bit dark then. What you know? Do you think it's going to be okay to you know? are the buses still going to be running or whatever, and mm-hmm. and you do find them going. Well, actually. Perhaps I should get it half an hour earlier, and I'll. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. So I do. We I do try to do that, and I think you're right about that danger thing. Is, but that whole um, like reverting to your emotional brain is that why you get the moods you get? Because Mm -hmm. I all. I mean, everybody that I speak to gets the whole like Kevin moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's. I'm a bit probably a bit naughty because I sometimes go Kevin. (laughs) Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> and anybody who hasn't seen that, you have to watch the Harry Enfield, yeah, yeah.
1: there's a video, <laughs> clip Mrs. Patterson, that just, yeah, Mrs. Patterson.
0: yeah, you have to watch that, don't you, yeah, absolutely,
1: and I think, you know, they are much more about gut reaction, so they will instantly go with their gut reaction, and we all know, sometimes our gut reaction can lead us, we don't think about the consequences, they're not necessarily thinking about the consequences for you, no, They are just going by impulse. And one thing to remember is if they are with friends, their brain works in a very different way. Because basically what it does is it's lots of hormones. And we talk about hormonal teenagers. And yes, hormones play a part. But it's not so much the kind of puberty hormones, although they do have an impact as well. Mm -hmm. But you're looking at things like dopamine. It's that pleasure seeking kind of hormone Mm -hmm. and actually if they keep getting pleasure from something it can really you know they will keep doing it or Mm -hmm. if they're bored they look for something and if you add in boredom and risk taking they can be quite an interesting combination so it's looking at what is your child looking for children looking for as a teenager and so it can be those friendships and they want those friendships and actually when there is a positive feedback from that friendship, even if you might not think it's a positive friendship, if they're if they're getting that dopamine hit from that experience, they are gonna keep going back. And that I hear that probably the most that there's, you know, difficulties with friends and yeah. there's always maybe one friend. Mm-hmm. And it can make it quite tricky. And I, you know, again, when I'm talking to friends and things, it's like, yeah, but if that friend gives them, at any point that dopamine hits, they're going to go back to it. Uh But it's also about our need to fit in. Uh Yeah, yeah,
0: massively. And this
1: is, you know, if you think that this is the stage where our teenager is going to start pulling away from you. Yeah, that's hard as well. Yeah, and they're starting to become independent, yet they maybe don't have all the skills to do that. But what they actually need to do is move out into their peer group. Mm -hmm. And actually, where's their pecking order? Mm -hmm. Where do they sit? I remember. There's always the cliques, isn't there? It's like, the cool kids, and this, and this. And it's just like, oh, where do I fit? And and actually, the sense of being part of something, whether it's the right... Group or the wrong group. If it feels that you belong somewhere, they are going to be drawn to it mm. very often. And so, again, it's not saying you don't want to hang out with them because they're this, that and the other. Why cause... not? Can't I say that? Not really. <laughs> no, <I don't. laughs> and, and you want to. You desperately want to. But there's also that element where they go, well, oh, the minute I say someone says no is the minute. Yeah. But if you talk to them and go, is that really what friendship's about?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that a true friend? Uh If they're willing to do that? And they might go, yeah. It's like, okay. You know, that's fine. Uh But just think, you know, if you're feeling this upset or this sad, that's not how friendship, to me, shouldn't be how friendship should. And I think it's just saying, but that's okay. As long as you're okay. And as long as, you know, and just allow them to kind of start processing it. I, you know, I remember as a teenager so many times parents telling you, this, that, and the other, and you'd be like, no, no.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you'd go away and be like,
0: yeah, yeah probably,
1: that's... but I'm not going to let on.
0: It's funny, actually, because we were talking about going into sixth form, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of, and um, having to look at sixth form colleges and that kind of thing. And we know that there's preferences for some sixth form colleges and not for others and that kind of thing. And uh, Rich, who, my husband, obviously you know that, but mm-hmm. everybody knows that, he was saying, we can't just go with the one that we think and say, this is the one we think you should go to. What we need to do is kind of position it with all the others and then go and visit them all and have a really good time at the one we <laughs> go to. And I was like, yeah, maybe we should go and have like waffles or something after that one. <laughs> Give them that like really great experience. Yeah, But it is, it has to be their choice. You're going it? in with that
1: dopamine hit, aren't you? I it's am. Like,
0: Ooh. But you know what, that dopamine hit, and when you said that, That's something when obviously everybody who's got a teenager, I would imagine, and obviously massive sort of generalisation there, will be saying they're on their phones too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, mine are on their phones too much, I know that. Mm -hmm. But that is that dopamine hit, isn't it? Yep. And that's like a different thing than we used to have.
1: Well, we didn't really have
0: it. We didn't, did we? No. We, We had to fight. And in some respects, do you think then that when we were younger, we potentially took more physical risks? ...than children do today, whereas they take more risks, in inverted commas, online with stuff. Absolutely. Stuff's changed, hasn't it, Um, really massively. So they might be taking more risks while they're sitting in their bedroom on their phone... ...than they are when they're out, like... And ultimately, they
1: don't see it as a risk in the same way. No, Because it's not physical. No. Whereas I think we... But then I even think, I'm not sure, even if the physical risks we... When I think that we used to go off and we used to just wander around and go on our bikes and we had no way of our parents getting hold of us. no.
0: And, if, you know, if you think... And like, someone would say to you, why don't we go in here? And you go, okay. Yep. Now I think back to it, I think, oh, my goodness, I never should have gone into that place. But where. you did.
1: Yeah. And you problem solved. You, yeah. You know, you do have resilience. Unfortunately, there are good and bad experiences that we've all had.
2: Mm-hmm
1: that have grown how we then go on to develop. We never want any of our children to have experiences that are hugely traumatic. No. And that's definitely not... But it comes back to the same term that we use for younger children. It's all about safe risk. Yeah. And it's all about that whole, you know, when you have that toddler that runs off, and it's that question of, oh, my goodness, why do they keep running off? And it's like, because they need to see how far they can go. They need to push themselves. They need that risk. But you can put safety barriers in there. You can put boundaries around it. So it's like, okay, we're in a safe place. You can run to the next lamppost or you can run to the next tree. Yeah. For your teenager, it's, yep, yeah, no worries. You, you know absolutely go to the shop. But, you know, can you come back in 15 minutes when mm-hmm. you first start that process? Yeah, yeah. Because, and then it's that two-way respect. It's that two-way trust. And actually, if they then go, okay, well, I'm going to go into town with my friends. I'll text you when I get there. I'll text you on my way home and you talk about a time mm-hmm. to be home and you know you start to have those conversations it's not you putting it in no and saying this is absolutely what you do it's going right what's a good
2: mm-hmm.
1: what sounds like a good time for you I just need to know you know that you're going to be back at this time because otherwise I worry tell them
0: it's funny actually because I um, when I was a teenager My parents never gave me a curfew time, ever. And all my friends were given, like, you need to be home by half past ten or whatever. And um, by about half past ten, I was like, oh, I think I'll go home now. (laughs) And they were like, no, we need to stay out. No, I'm not going home. And it was almost, it was weird. Because my mum, I'd go home, my mum would go, oh, you're home early. And I'd be like, oh, you didn't say what time. She's like, no, no, it's fine. But it was weird, because I almost, like made my own rule because I knew I wasn't fighting against anything and nobody had told me. Mm -hmm. And now, um, you know, I'm sure they're not expert parents in, you know, teenagers, but they just gave us that freedom, but enough freedom to know that I knew I had to be home because Mm -hmm. that was respectful and it was safe and stuff. But I almost taught myself it. And that's what I would like to be able to teach my teenagers. And Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a really good thing that, and I'm not saying go out there and say come home when you like because that's a complete, you need to be certain that your children are able to manage their own boundaries and if they, you think they are I mean we know that we can't go anywhere without my son ringing us but not just to check in, you know Mm -hmm. and it's his decision, he's decided that that's what he does and that's fine
1: Makes him feel comfortable It does, yeah Mm
0: -hmm. and and in some respects I think he knows that that makes us feel comfortable as well Mm -hmm. it's quite a nice sort of easy but I'm not saying to him you need to text when you get somewhere. He just, start, you know, just get an update. It's yeah. nice,
1: and it's that whole thing of you know you're starting to create a relationship that is a bit different, but actually, it's that opportunity for them to go. Oh, I'm not restricted. I think that's the biggest thing when you feel that there's so much going around it, and that that there's so many boundaries, so many rules that you can't really breathe or do anything to think yourself. Because, you know, again, we talk about always giving children choices. Well, why would we take choices away when they get to a teenage stage? If we've always encouraged it as younger children to so they have a sense of control, that they learn how to manage, you know, their choices, why do we take it away when they get to teenage? Because we think that the choices they have to then make are so much bigger. Because obviously there's the whole choice over, you know, whether they're going to try smoking or all drinking, all those sorts of things. Stop it, I know.
0: But <laughs> No, it's reality. It? it
1: is a reality. And I think sometimes, you know, again, no one ever put restrictions, never said, you can't try that, you can't do yeah. that. And I never did. No. I, like, it just wasn't a big thing because it wasn't made a big thing. Mm-hmm. If I wanted to have tried smoking, I, yeah. I probably could have. I probably knew I wouldn't want to. Mm drinking you know it just wasn't a big thing mm-hmm. and I think anything that became a big thing
0: oh I wonder what that is
1: I pushed it harder
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you know I was a pretty good teenager
0: oh but well, even I'll ask your mum and dad that next time I yeah. see you yeah. but I,
1: I but I do know that the minute there was restrict like really heavy restrictions or no mm-hmm. that's when I really started to go no 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 I really want to and I think it is about yeah, to be me. fair you do that now <laughs> I know, still doing. Um, but I think that's what you need to we need to look at because yeah. we so instinctively want to put protection around them yeah. but protection can be really stifling
0: such a hard balance isn't it yes. it really is a hard balance because you your responsibility as a parent is to keep your children safe yeah even if your child is 50 mm-hmm You still want to keep your children safe. Absolutely. I mean, that's just an instinct, but you've got to try and let go a little bit. And you've
1: got to give them the skills.
0: To be able to live independently, yeah.
1: Yeah, and to be able to manage situations, because the minute you can't manage a situation is the minute that things start to get tricky, whereas if they feel they have skills, and ultimately if they can come back and at any point ask for help, Mm -hmm. and know they won't be judged.
0: Yes, that's the important thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's the key bit. You know, are they going to get into trouble? And I think one of the things I've always said to friends to do and any f- parents that I've supported, it's always saying to them, I'd prefer you to tell me.
2: Yeah.
1: And we will deal with it together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you try and deal with it and get yourself into yeah, You're not in any trouble. Just- Ultimately, mm-hmm. we want you to be safe. Mm-hmm. We want you to be okay. And there is nothing that you can't tell us that we're going to react. And you have got to stick to that. Yeah, you
0: have to do. You you? really
1: do. And even if they tell you stuff or ask you stuff that inwardly you just don't want them to, you know, even be thinking about at this stage, you have to go with it. Yeah. And I think my other thing, and I learned this really early in my career of working with older children, is don't lie to them. Mm. And don't don't tell them answers to questions to protect them mm-hmm. because children talk to children. And so if you tell them something and they may ask you, you know, what we would maybe deem as, oh my goodness, you just don't, whether it's something to do with sex or drugs, anything like that.
0: Is Father Christmas real? Right. No, but you know what yeah. I mean? If I mean, that isn't the situation for me, but I do know people yeah. whose children have been like 13 mm-hmm. and they still... Think Father Christmas is real?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, he is. Yeah, hopefully, if yeah, he is definitely real. But you know, you get to that point where actually you cannot let them yeah. believe that anymore because it needs to be. Yep. One of the examples
1: to... that I I had was more um, serious my No, when I was working alongside as like, part of a school, and I had three children come to me in my office, and three boys. I remember, all three of them. They were such little characters. And they'd heard a word and they wanted to know what it meant. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't in a position, definitely wasn't in a position to answer that question because I didn't know what the parents wanted to say. Mm-hmm. So I said to them, "You need that's a question for your parents to answer. I, I can't really answer it. But if you ask your parents, then they will give you the answer. All three of them came back to me the next day. All three of them had been told a different answer. Mm-hmm. One of them had been told the correct answer and the other two hadn't
0: was it a sexually type question
1: yes (gasps) and oh no yeah and did (laughs) they all tell each other what they've been told wow and so instantly i had three boys stood there and one of them went so who's who's what parents are telling the truth (laughs) and i was like "Uh, uh, uh."
0: but luckily they were with you because imagine if they had been in the playground and they're Mm -hmm. all talking about it
1: and i said oh this is a really tricky one and they're like because someone's mum and dad had told the truth and someone's has someone been told the truth or have we all been told not the truth Mm. and i'm like that again is something i'm not in a position to talk about because i obviously didn't want you know but then i had the awkward conversation of speaking to all three sets of um, (laughs) parents and saying right they asked you this question You've, and the one parent who'd given the correct answer, and it was great because actually mum worked in, in like a medical profession, so she had given him yeah, a data. very yeah. clear explanation, <laughs> <laughs> which he took great pleasure in explaining to me as well. Brilliant. And she was fine. The other two, I had to say, look, this is really tricky. They don't. The, the trust element has gone. Your child doesn't trust the conversation Mm -hmm. that you've had because they've all talked about it you need to give them the true answer Mm -hmm. and you know we had a really hard conversation because one parent was flatly refusing to tell and i said but this is going to be a conversation you're going to have to keep having whether it's whether you feel comfortable or not this is it this is parenting of you know teenage Mm -hmm. nearly teenage children and teenage children if your child doesn't feel that he can ask you a question and he gets the right answer mm-hmm. you've got to remember if he and he did he walked back into that playground and he recited your answer and he got laughed at mm. that oh is
2: awful. awful
1: and i said i know it's hard and you obviously depend on the age of a child you have to be careful but that it was so interesting to watch yeah the child who'd been told The correct answer didn't give, he didn't care after that because he had the answer, knew what it was, wasn't faced. The other two, because they hadn't been continually asked questions. So, what's this? What's that?
0: And then they were a bit like,
1: Is that true? Yeah, exactly. And you could sense. And then they were going to this other little boy whose mum was, and they're like, (laughs) What "What did your mum say? (laughs) (laughs) But they started to listen to the other parent because they knew it could be they trusted true
0: thing. Yeah. and i
1: think that for me was such a big moment where i was like the importance of being honest yeah yeah and building trust was so key
0: yeah and there are ways that you can say stuff so that you're not exposing them completely yeah. but you do need to yeah you
1: do need to understand that they chat yeah yeah and, well, and
0: they need to know stuff because if they don't, they're going to look it up, and goodness knows what they're going to see.
1: And the problem is sometimes when they look it up,
0: it's not It's not no.
1: correct either. And I think the other thing with teenagers is we do need to continue to connect.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We do lose a connection with them. So if we think when they're little, we bath them, mm. and we, you know, when they come out of the bath, we put the towel around them and we cuddle them. And we put them to bed and we normally snuggle in with them and give them. Mm. And when they become teenagers, they start to be much more independent. They're Mm. doing the bathing, they're showering. I'm not absolutely saying. No, no. I'm not saying
0: help your child. with Absolutely. Because they need to be. They
1: need to be independent. But where do you replace that? Where do you replace that connection? And so whether it's, you know, knocking on their door, bedroom door, start to have that level of respect of going, is it okay if I come in? Yeah. Is it okay if I just sit on your bed? You know, those sorts of things go okay. Well, this is a two way thing. You know, I remember I normally like to chat to my parents right at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They said it was horrendous because I literally <laughs> came alive, but I had to offload it. Mm. They were trying to go to sleep, and I'm literally sat on the end of the bed, like, <laughs> and they used to joke that I used to literally offload. And be like, okay, night. And they used to just go...
0: (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Now we can't sleep.
1: Now she's just literally told us everything. And now we're just sat here.
0: What do we do now? What do we
1: do now? But that was my time. And Mm. it wasn't me stalling going to bed.
0: My teeth sometimes do that. You go and say goodnight. And then it's like... By the way, da, 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 yeah. da, 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 and you're like, oh my goodness, it is quite, yeah. It's, but it's like, but you like you say, it's almost like them are offloading before they go to sleep, yeah. which is fine, but it's, Absolutely. but you have to be prepared for you it, have don't to you? Be, and
1: sometimes it can be in the car, sometimes it can be at random times. Yeah, um, the car's always quite a good one because you have not got eye contact, mm. and you're kind of, or you can be stood in the kitchen and you can be busy, and they suddenly kind of might be sat there and they come out with something, mm-hmm. or you are on a walk. Yeah, we
0: did a walk the other day and had yep. a lot of,
1: yeah. And so, again, it's that having those moments, but not forcing those moments. Yeah, just
0: al- allowing it to
1: happen. Yeah. Okay, so before we finish, yes, just
0: there's one question. There's so much question. more that we can
1: talk about with regards to teenagers, there is, isn't, isn't there? There
0: theres is not there? Maybe we need
1: to do another one. Yeah.
0: But why are they so messy? <laughs> Honestly, do you know what? Mine aren't super messy. Even the messiness level they get to... And I know other children who will remain nameless are super messy, Mm -hmm. like another level messy. Why are they? Because they go from, I mean, obviously, maybe it's, okay, I'm going to try and do a whole. So maybe it's because when they're up to their 12, let's say, you almost don't give them that responsibility. So you're tidying up after them, aren't you? Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, they have to put their dirty washing in the the basket, they have to put their, their clean washing away, they have to take their plate down, they have to pick up their rubbish, they have to put their stuff in the recycle. Resu- not that, obviously, any of this is causing me any kind of problem. are listing them off very quickly. <laughs> but you know, all of those things mm-hmm. we did for them, and now all of a sudden they've got to do it for themselves. Is that what it is, do you think?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, right. There you go.
1: It's about are you trying, I think sometimes when our children start senior school, we suddenly go, right, you're at senior school now. Here you go. You should be doing this, 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 this. Uh-huh. And they're going, i had to do it before. Uh-huh. So why all of a sudden? And actually, they don't have that kind of, again, if they're working in the moment uh-huh. and their logical brain versus emotional brain, if they are, you know, dealing with friendship issues or they're dealing with all these things, the last thing on their mind is whether their pants is in the laundry basket or not. Uh-huh. It just doesn't occur to them. And so it might even be going back to having something that's visual uh. and being like, actually, <laughs> on a Tuesday, I'm doing the washing. If your stuff's in the laundry basket, great. If it's not, how much... And it's, it's again... To be of... fair,
0: not just a Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Sunday. But <laughs>
1: no, do kidding. you... Then... Exactly. <laughs> but do you then go in and pick up the stuff and put it in the laundry yeah, basket? Yeah, sometimes. So it's a bit like, well... If that favourite t shirt, all
2: mm.
1: well, those favourite shorts, are still on their floor, and they're like, but they're dirty, it's like mm. yeah, they never made it to the laundry. Basket. Do you know it
0: was so funny yesterday? I went in to say goodnight and there was a pair of jeans like screwed up on a chair. And I said, why are these jeans screwed up on a chair? Because I asked for them to be washed, and they haven't been washed. <laughs> I said, they have, and those are clean. And he, and he went, oh, I've just given away here he is now, um, and he went, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, <argh. laughs> yeah but I mean to the point that we don't iron any of Ben's stuff anymore because it well there's no point it's like there's no point <laughs> but, it's, but it, it, it is that it though that is it it's it just is, too much to kind of take on
1: it's not too much but it's all too much if it all comes at once right yeah if you've suddenly just gone okay now you need to start doing this and this and this and this and, this. and actually you know it is just having an element of going, I'm, I'm having to just train this
2: uh,
1: element in, you know, again we just have to go back over it and, you know, that moment where those jeans, how long would those jeans have stayed on that sofa, him thinking they were dirty uh, you saying they're clean but you, you know, you saying, well why are they like that and he's going, I don't know I don't know, I asked for them to go it's like, well they are uh, and I think potentially it's, you know even having things like A basket that is always his clean stuff is in that basket. Mm. And that's where your clean stuff goes. What you do with it is your own... Whether you hang it up, whether you don't, whatever. But there's your basket.
0: Oh my goodness, Claire. (laughs) Maybe I'll do that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it is. It's just that, you know, they're not doing it on purpose.
0: Yeah, I think that's what you've got to try and get into your head, isn't it? That it's not... And I remember somebody... I think it was you that said to me as well that you can be as cross as you like, but they won't be able to probably even read that. That's really quite... Mm -hmm. That's quite an incredible thing, isn't it? That they almost lose their ability to read people's faces and emotions.
1: And and, um, empathy doesn't... You know, the brain doesn't fully develop until probably around the age of 25. Wow. And so we're expecting them to... About
0: 15, yeah.
1: Yeah. And have that empathy to understand that it's really stressful because they haven't picked up their stuff. It's, to them, it's like, I don't see it from your perspective, necessarily. No. I'm seeing it Why from are you them. worried about
0: my damp towel on the floor?
1: Yeah, because I haven't got the consequence.
0: Yeah.
1: But when I pick up that damp towel next time and have to use it for a shower, I probably would register. Yeah. But you've probably picked it up, put oh, it on yeah. the radiator. Yeah, yeah. And so they haven't... But the minute they go, oh, my towel's still wet from yesterday, it's like, mm, did you hang it on the radiator? and it'd be like no it's like well you know that's the best place to put it (laughs) and you'll have a nice dry towel and they kind of go "Mm, right but if it always makes its way to the to the radiator
0: yeah it's true but that's a hard balance isn't it because Mm -hmm. at the same time you don't want them to be having a horrid smelly towel but
1: how long would they have a horrid smelly towel
0: yeah it's true
1: because we've all learnt. Yeah. We've all had to have that wet, soggy towel that we yeah. haven't put on the radiator at some point. Yeah. And gone, oh. but sometimes we can solve it all because we just don't want the hassle. Mm. But you have to remember we are, we're still teaching.
0: So do you think if you see, because the other day I did, there was a wet towel on the bed. Mm-hmm. Do you think you should, that was Richie, no joking. <laughs> <laughs>
1: do you think you should pick it up
0: and put it away or should you leave it? Or like the plates in the
1: room. This is probably really controversial and some people will... Oh, sorry, I've put you on the no, spot. No, that's fine. And this is my personal opinion. I think there's an element, if it's a repetitive thing... Uh-huh. The reason it's repetitive is because there's always... You know, someone else is always going to do it. Mm. I actually think until you experience it... So until they experience the fact that they don't have
0: mm.
1: that clean clothes whatever... How do they learn?
0: Mm, it's and it's
1: not being cruel. It's absolutely... Because you know that they've got... And it's not to a learn. bit
0: like, you need to learn.
1: Yeah. It's not that. It's not... But it's going, you know what? That, mm-hmm. that towel can go back on the radiator.
0: Yeah.
1: And actually, a couple of times of doing it and going, actually, these are your boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm not... You know, these are your boundaries. If you want a nice warm towel that's dry, it has to go on the radiator. That's where I'm going to put it. Mm. And at, at a teenage stage... You know, what happens when they go to uni?
0: Yeah, I know. That's the thing, isn't it? They need to know that that's where they've got to put it to make it. Yep.
1: And yep. also when they start living with someone, potentially. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they need to have learned.
0: Yeah, you see, that's what I mean. No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. But it is. It's that whole thing. If, if we... We're still teaching. Yes. We're not, you know... So it's
0: not about shouting at them. Absolutely. It's not. about saying... thing is, if you leave your towel... It's not gonna be nice and dry yeah. and warm. And that might be it. the
1: conversation. Yeah. Guys, you know, I just found your towel on your bed, it's still wet. I've popped it on the radiator, but heads up.
0: Next time I won't.
1: Next time, can you just pop it on the radiator? Because otherwise you're gonna have a wet towel next time. Yeah. And you might do that a couple of times. And then if it still doesn't seem to sink in, yeah. then you go and they it will only take one or two times. Yeah. And they go, Do you know what? I just need to put it back.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And it isn't about the shouting, it isn't about disciplining no. and all of those sorts of things. It is about you know
0: giving them okay. those life skills, yeah. It
1: is, yeah. and the respect. Look, yeah. I've said a couple of times, this needs to happen. I can't yeah. keep picking it up. You're you know, your ex man no. of years old now. Just pop it in the laundry basket. Yeah. Do you need me to put your laundry basket a little bit closer? So <laughs> you know, I don't care if it's you know Yeah if it's hanging out of the laundry basket, just if it's on the lawn, you know,
0: just put it in there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So So any final teenage words, Claire? I think when anyone ever says, Oh, wait till the teenage years. Mm. I feel, and it's the same when people talk about the toddler. And I'm really sorry if people are fed up of hearing me talk about toddlers and teenagers, Mm. but they are, there is such similarities because all, a lot of people talk about the negativity of toddlers as well. And they do. Yeah. And the toddler stage. I think you have to embrace each age group, and there are so many amazing qualities of teenagers. Because otherwise you're
0: wishing it away, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And there are so many amazing qualities. Like, I love the conversations I have with the teenagers that I have in my yeah. life now, yeah. because they're just, you know, and I, I actually feel really privileged that they feel that they can share that stuff, and that I'm there to help and guide if they need it. But actually, they come out with the best stuff. And I think you have to look at it as we're still teaching and still helping. Mm -hmm. We're not managing. Yeah. We're consulting with them. Mm -hmm. It's about trust and respect. And there will be good days and there will be bad days. Yeah. But actually, look at what they're going through. And you need to empathise with what they're going through. They they struggle to empathise back at this stage. Yeah. But empathise with them. Imagine what it would be like if you were having what they're going through. Yeah, I know. And actually saying to them, do you know what? That sounds really tough. Oh, and my other big thing is, please avoid saying, well, when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> because as far as they're concerned, that was when dinosaurs were roaming the earth. Yeah. Like, they just don't make the connection between us going to school and them. Yeah. They just don't. No, they don't. You're they're right. They're just like you you could have been in, you know, Victorian era. They just don't make the connection and I think the minute we always say, well I did it like this yeah. or I would have said that, is the minute they again switch Shut off. Down, so yeah. Try not to say well when I was at school just go, yeah that, you know, that sounds really tricky or that sounds amazing, yeah. you sound like, you know, you really had a good day yeah. I'm really pleased, that sounds really great, even if it's they were doing something, or yeah. telling you a story that you know.
0: Should we just leave it with Rich then, going into the festival? Yeah. As we walk into the festival, and he says, um, <laughs> "So what's the first thing? This is like two weeks ago. Um, what's the first thing we do when we get to somewhere like this?" And we all look at him, and he goes, "We need to find somewhere to meet." And they we, just looked, we Get separated. We get separated, yeah. And they just looked at him and showed them their showed him their phones, and they're like, "You got phones, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> like both look at me roll their eyes <laughs> it's so funny because you've got to make that transition haven't they from yeah. being from haven't you from being that parent who like you just yeah. said manages and, and it's every a huge minute thing for
1: a parent is. it is it's massive huge. yeah because
0: he really wanted to make sure that if we got separated everybody knew where to meet yeah obviously we don't need to do that because we now have mobile phones in the 20s yeah. But is
1: it is still really tough.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Really tough to do, but you have to do it. You do. Because otherwise it does become to the point where they do feel quite mm-hmm. kind of smothered, yeah, I think. And is. that's a really
2: yeah.
1: hard thing to balance. It but is. see them as an amazing opportunity to kind they of They thrive,
0: win. don't they, when they're recognized as adults?
1: They do. Yeah. And they just, you know, even we spent some time at the weekend and you just watch them and they are such great characters yeah and you're there going actually they just want to be told enjoy them as people yeah Yeah. um you know given the opportunities that they want to be and yeah so yeah but like i said there's so much there
0: is i think we might have to do might have to do
1: part two yeah yeah (laughs) so that's it it is thank you so much That's everything for today thanks for listening if there's something you'd like us to talk about we'd love you to get in touch and let us know find us on facebook and instagram at bespoke family or head to our website the links are in our show notes
0: make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear we're bex and claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of newborn to team and everything in between see you then